Hey everyone, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I want to thank you guys for joining me today. I'm going to be talking um, a little bit about a requested topic, actually. So, it's going to be a little bit deep today. I'm going to have my wife with me. Hello. <clears throat> and my two boys are in the back. We're driving somewhere today. We're going down to a zoo to hang out and chill together. Um, but, either way, let's begin. So, grab yourself a horn, grab yourself a cup, grab yourself some coffee, grab yourself some soda, grab yourself some mead. Sit back and relax and join us for Modern Heathen Man. So I'm going to hop right into today's topic. The thing was that somebody wanted to hear was the five things that I wish I learned about heathenry before I got into heathenry. That's a pretty touchy subject in all honesty because for me I was really lucky. First of all, um, I met a gentleman who knew a lot about heathenry. I took a class. I learned about heathenry beforehand. And one of the first things I learned was that heathenry was a um, religion of learning, a religion of constant building up of yourself, that there were books available, that you should constantly be learning something or learning something new. Uh, a lot of studying, a lot of um, beginning to really understand. And then the second thing I learned was that it was a personal path. Now, it wasn't so much solitary because the person that I spoke with really did talk about kindreds, but in the same token, it's a solitary path, if you will, because my path is different than your path, which is different than my wife's path, which is different than um, anybody else's path. Um, so it is a personal religion, a religion that um, we have to constantly nurture and continue with, or we're not going to get anything out of it. So with that said, I'm going to jump right into um, some of the things that, you know, I wish I knew before I got into heathenry. Um, some of them are a little touchy and I apologize. Some of them are not. And I also don't apologize because they're truly the things I wish I would have known before I got in. Not that I wouldn't have gotten in if I knew these things, but they would have been a lot easier to deal with rather than when they came up and surprised me. So let's hop in. I wrote these down because it took me a while to actually come up with this list because it's not an easy thing to think about. It's not an easy thing to just come up with, oh, these five things. And I wanted to touch on the five major things. And we're going to start with number five rather than starting with number one and go from there. So number five is... There are really no practitioners, uh, for instance, uh, recognize clergy or that different places don't recognize clergy with each other. So the first thing I wish I knew was that when you got into heathenry, there was no place to really go. Um, by that, I mean this is like I'm so used to Christianity just like everybody else is. If you and I had a problem and we really wanted an answer, we would seek out a local reverend, we'd seek out a local pastor, we'd seek out a local rabbi, whatever we wanted the answer to, we'd seek that local person out. In Asatra, though, there's really no recognized clergy in the sense that somebody that we can really seek out and get a good answer from. That comes from twofold thing. First of all, um, which is down there, I'll, I'll mention a little bit later. It's one of the other things that I um, wish I knew. But number one is we have no schooling for heathenry, no real schooling. Everybody has their own little piece of paper that you can purchase from them by going to their school and becoming a clergy with them. But it's not recognized by anybody else. So 
the thing is we have no full recognized person to go to to get an answer. Also, we have no full practitioners to go to to watch and see what they do and learn from them and build upon what they teach us. If we want to know what books are available for us to read or what the best answer for something is, we either have to search it out ourselves or rely on a friend's recommendation or another heathen's recommendation or someone who's been in a satchu for so long. Now, with that said, when we get into some of the other things that I'm going to talk about, we run into the problem of, again, it being a personal path. So my answer is not your answer, is not my wife's answer, is not my kid's answer. So with that said, we have to look at it like, if you ask me what should I do about blank and I give you blah, 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 in all honesty, that's my answer. That's for me. That's what I was told. But if you would seek out your ancestors and you would seek out the gods for yourself, they may give you a different answer to that than what I would. So having recognized clergy would be great. Um, we just don't have that. So that's one of the things I wish I knew before I got in. Again, not that it would have hampered me from getting in, just that it would have helped me to seek answers better and learn a lot more quickly what I learned rather than looking for an answer for somebody or searching for a clergy in an area. And then what's number four, Kelly? There are no firm answers or schools of thought. Yes, this goes along with the first one. There are no firm answers or schools of thought. So when even when it comes to the runes, you know, the names of the runes are so everywhere. I mean, there's like five or six different names for some of the runes because everybody has their own way of doing it and remember it a certain way. So they have their own answer to what the rune is called, what the rune means, what the rune is supposed to signi uh, signify, sorry, um, and the significance of that rune in a rune cast. So we have no firm ideals of what this stuff is supposed to be. Now, that could come because of the loss of the religion for a time. It could come because um, the Christians tried to eliminate the religion. It could come just because, again, there's no recognized clergy to give us those answers and no one who's gone to the schooling to do so. Um, with the lack of schooling and a, and a thought process within there that solidifies what we're doing, this is where heathenry and a Satru get a bad name because you can't get a definitive answer from anyone about anything. So when a person that's new comes to someone and says, hey, um, you know, blank this question, I have this question, can you give me this answer? And I give an answer and another heathen gives an answer and another heathen gives an answer and they're all different. What does it leave this person thinking that we can't even agree on an answer to a simple question that they had. So we have to move forward, but we also need to teach them that this is the time where, again, it's a religion of learning and self-building. You have to seek the ancestors. You have to seek the gods yourself for these answers. And this is something I wish I knew again before I began because I would have grown so much quicker than what I did. What's number three, Kelly? Number three is each path is different to each person, person, and it's solitary, but it's not. Right. So a lot of people talk about heathenry being a solitary religion or a satri being solitary. Again, it's not. It's a religion that we do together. We celebrate days together. We celebrate other stuff together. And the solitary aspect of it, it's solitary within your home. And again, it's a self-building 
religions. So you have to seek out the gods. You have to seek out the ancestors. And I mean, it's just recurring thing that I keep saying here, but in all honesty, you have to learn yourself. Uh, the main thing is for you to build yourself up rather than you building up with everybody else. It's not the quintessential sit in a seat, listen to a guy talk on a specific day and learn from him based on what he says. This requires work. It requires um, you to meditate. It requires you to seek out your ancestors. It requires you to seek the gods. It requires you to venerate the gods um, by yourself. It is a non-solitary religion, but it is solitary in the sense that you have to work on you and continue to work on you and not anybody else. Um, getting the answer for the masses is not the way to go with a Satru. It's not the path that you really want because those may not be your answers particularly, but may be the things that might help you, but it wouldn't help you in the long run because it's not your answer. What's the next one? Number two is we fight ourselves <clears throat> constantly. Man, this is the one that... This is the touchy one. This is the touchy one, okay? Social media has been a great thing for Asatru, has been a great thing for heathenry. It's also been one of the worst. I've seen knockout, drag out fights on social media about the smallest thing. I'm going to say this to you guys. We fight each other constantly. Because of all those ones before that I just went over, we fight each other constantly. Instead of recognizing that we each have a path and that we each have a way and that we each have different answers, people expect those answers to be the ones above like I just mentioned. The problem is when that comes about, they want to fight over it because they believe that their truth is truth. But your truth may be different than their truth. Truth is not always set in stone, unfortunately, for everybody truth is different. So with that said, we fight each other constantly. I mean, we have the Trove that fights Tack. We have Tack that fights um, Awake in the North. We have Awake in the North that fights this. I'm not saying this really happens, but I'm just giving ideals of what could happen. And all these people fight each other, and then what it becomes is the group that it was originally begins fighting what they believe to be the good fight. They waste all their energy on fighting that fight and don't put any more energy toward the gods or the ancestors and lose where they were because they're busy fighting each other on the small things. We see the same thing consistently in every religion. We see the same thing in everything we do. Everything from football to religion, we fight each other on consistently. I wish I would have known how the infighting in heathenry was, though, before I began because it would have took me a different way. It would have took me a lot less time to recognize problems, deal with those problems immediately, and move forward and pass them. Heathenry is not about arguing with somebody else as to what's right or what's wrong. Heathenry is about accepting what they say and understanding that it's their path, their decision, and how they venerate and do what they do based on what they've been told by their ancestors and the gods. That's all there is to it. We need to stop the infighting. We need to stop arguing with each other over the stupid things. We need to stop fighting over the small things. 
the big thing is we should be getting together. If I have an argument with you, I'd say to you, hey, let me show you my way. Would you please show me your way so I might learn something different? That's all that it takes, something small like that, and you're good to go. You move beyond it, and now you're both heathens again and both starting with each other, and you contain frith with each other now, and you should be happy with each other because you're both celebrating, venerating, and honoring the same thing, period. What's the next one? The last one, and mm-hmm. number one on the list, is we do we do not recognize each other, but expect the world to recognize us. Right. This is the big one. We don't recognize each other, yet we continue to expect the world to recognize us. The troth will not take the paperwork from tax saying you're a Gothar. Awake in the North will not take the paperwork from either of those saying you're a Gothar. They all expect you to take their course pay them money and become a Gothar through them. The bottom line is, that's not what makes you a Gothar. What makes you a Gothar is the people around you recognizing your wisdom, your ability to venerate the gods, your ability to honor the ancestors, your ability to meditate and do the things you need to do. They recognize you as a Gothar, not a piece of paper. But we don't recognize each other, period. When we do that, we separate ourselves from each other and we make heathenry something that's separate from everybody else. There could be 10,000 heathens in a room and they could all be you know, from a different place and they would not get along with each other because they all are from a different place. Rather than being heathens or rather than being um, asatruer, they would just be them with the place that they are holding as the place that keeps them separated, period. And that is a bad thing. So before I got into heathenry, I wish I would have known that. All these things are basically on the same line, but they're all different in a way. The thing is, these are things that I wish I knew before I got into heathenry that would have made my path a lot smoother, that would have made my path a lot easier. I don't think it would have kept me from heathenry in the sense that we find this in almost every religion, but I don't think it would have taken me so long to get to where I am today if I would have known these things specifically before I got in because they would have been a lot easier to overcome, a lot easier to um, deny and just move on beyond and get away from, period. So with that said, those are the five things that... I wish I would have known about heathenry before I got in. Small talk. I know it was a little bit, and I apologize, but there is one more thing I wanted to go over before um, we end the conversation here. Um, A friend of mine recently um, wrote me something, and it's taken me quite a while to get a response to this because I want the response to be really good, and I want the response to be respectful, and I want the response to not make things bad. Okay, so they asked me about something about um, starting a um, kindred in my area. And I said, yes, absolutely, you know. And they said, well, you know, we know that most kindreds require you to be a member of that kindred and no other kindred. And to me, that was weird in the sense that if we want heathenry to be recognized across the board, we have to look at it like it's just heathenry. Now, yeah, you own or you owe a debt to your kindred. You really do because those are your kin. That's what we're saying. Those are your kin. Those are the people that you want to be kinfolk with. However, 
you're never going to learn anything outside of that kindred if you're never outside of that kindred. So I never close our ceremonies to people that are not members of the kindred because that's just, they want to come and see how we do stuff. What if they want to see a different way? What if ours is more child-friendly to their children because children have friends that are our friends they may go to school with or something. Should we stop them from coming to our kindred because they're not a member of our kindred? I don't believe so. I believe that these people should have the ability to go to any kindred they want to go to, join in in any ceremony they want to go to. Now, I will say this. Don't take from your kindred if your kindred needs you and you're supposed to be there. But if you, you, know, you don't have to be there and you're just doing whatever, why not join another kindred? Why not, when you're traveling, find another kindred and join them for their ceremony while you're traveling and things like that? Why have to worry about whether or not your kindred is going to get rid of you based on whether or not you went to venerate the gods with someone and had frith with someone else or shared mead with someone else? Maybe my mead's better than your mead. Maybe my fire's warmer than your fire. Whatever it is, we should allow those people to grow as heathens by getting as much information as possible and gaining as much information as possible as heathens. And the only way they're going to do that is by going someplace and learning from somebody else. I mean, we, we don't ever learn math from one person anymore in school. We learn math from a multitude of people through many grades because everybody has their own different way of teaching. Everybody has their own different way of learning. When we do that, we gain a bunch of knowledge based on what's around us rather than just one set way. And I, I don't mean to say this mean, but what if your parents are not too bright when it comes to geology? You know, are you going to learn geology in college from your parents who are not too bright, who don't know the difference between composted limestone and um, shale? I don't how, know the difference between composted limestone and shale. How would you learn that from, you know, if you're a geology major, how would you learn from someone who doesn't know? So, but maybe your mom does know shale, but she doesn't know the process of composted limestone. So how would you learn that? You know, there's no way. You would only get a piece of what you need. And that's what I look at with... Um, kindreds. And I'm not saying kindreds don't know everything. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying your Gothar doesn't know everything. But what I am saying is there's different ways of learning, different ways of teaching. And in doing that, you get different aspects of it. And you may get something out of one that you may not get from the other and vice versa. So you have to learn. So, you know, I want to normalize the idea of people going from one kindred to the other without a problem. And I don't know how to do that. I mean, it's it's one of the big problems in our you know, in our religion is that people, you know, I understand loyalty, but in the same token, I also understand learning and building and um, moving forward and growing in the religion that you want to grow in. And then the only way to do that is to see other things. So, Well, I think part of that is the sharing of knowledge. So maybe your kindred does something one way and right. this kindred does something another way right. and you want to learn what that kindred does and maybe bring it back to your kindred. Maybe they have a great idea for how to do something that your kindred hasn't done. Right. Or maybe you can bring something from your kindred to that kindred and share the information back and forth and build our religion stronger that way too. Right. Like, you know, in our kindred, we did a lot of things with um, including the women. I wanted them to do um, specific ceremonies throughout the year because it's important for them to feel 
important. Same thing with the kids. I wanted the kids to be part of each and every ceremony. If it were just passing the horn, filling the horn, lighting the cup, blowing the horn to let everybody know we're starting, or even hallowing the hall, we wanted the kids to be part of it because this is how they learn to be part of it. Now, your kindred may not do that, but if you come to my kindred, your kid will have a place to do something. And that's important for us. And that's maybe what your kid may like in our kindred and maybe what they don't like in your kindred. And I'm not saying that that's true, but what I'm saying is this is how they grow. This is how they learn, period. So with that said, that's that's where I am with that thing. Do you have any other uh, comments, Dad, Kelly, about any of those numbers? So I think you set up pretty well. Okay. So, I mean, that's what we're uh, that's what we're about today. My kids in the back are really quiet. They have no two cents to add to anything ever. Um, <laughs> they're always embarrassed about being on my podcast. Well, I don't know why. He was drawing a picture back there. I yeah. think he was drawing the fire giants okay. back here. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Look. Nice. Yeah. So we're on our way to um, the zoo today with them. To have some fun and visit some animals. DJ and stuff. actually has headphones in and he's listening to music or something. Of course. Anyway, <laughs> so I want to thank you all for joining me for Modern Heat of the Man. I hope that these things help you. I hope that they help you along with um, you learning more about heathenry and building up and becoming a better heathen. So I want to thank you for joining me for the time today. And I want to hail you for wanting to be a better heathen and hail you for taking the time to be a better heathen. So, hail. Thank you.